One of the members of the choir today said, oh, it's so much easier to get into the choir stalls today. I wonder why that is. And if you were here throughout the Easter season, you will remember that we had our Paschal candle standing for the, the days of Easter, and now it is gone. And the reason it is gone um, is because on Thursday, the church celebrated the Feast of the Ascension, and the Paschal candle represents for us the presence of the resurrected Christ, the physical presence on earth. And so once he is gone back to heaven, the Paschal candle disappears for another year. And we're still in the Easter season, but it, the, the theme and the, the outlook changes slightly. They change slightly. Uh, because up till now, we have been celebrating the resurrection of Christ and his appearances to the disciples. But now he has gone up into heaven. And while today's gospel reading was not that exact story, because that story would have been told on Thursday, it is nevertheless quite appropriate and I think very touching. It is a prayer. Unlike most of the gospel readings where we hear about the works of Jesus or his preaching, teaching, uh, in this gospel passage, we hear him praying. And he is praying to God the Father that all will be one as they are one. He says to the Father that only I have seen you, but they have come to believe that you have sent me. And so I pray that you give them the ability to have the kind of unity that we have one with the other. And you can see, and it's especially appropriate today since we have a baptism uh, on the schedule, we had this story in Acts of Paul and Silas and how they got arrested. It's a very interesting uh, thing to be arrested for. There was this girl who had a spirit of divination. In other words, uh, she could tell people's fortunes or uh, future, and the, her owners made a great deal of money off of her ability. Of course, it wasn't her ability. It was the ability of the spirit that was in her. And I'm, on the one hand, I'm a little surprised because, uh, you know, you, you have Jesus warning against such things. But then you have this spirit and the girl, and all the spirit seems to be doing is saying, these men are slaves of the Most High God. And in fact, just announcing to the world uh, who and what Paul and Silas are. And yet, uh, Paul gets very irritated with her and turns around and orders the spirit out in the name of Jesus Christ, and immediately it departs. Well, all of a sudden, in the eyes of the slave owners, the girl is now useless because she no longer has this ability to tell people's fortunes. And so Paul and Silas are flogged and thrown in jail, which for anybody else, for me, probably for you, would seem to be just about the end of the world. I would be devastated, despairing. What in the world will I do now? It just seems like the world had come crashing down. But Paul and Silas, in the innermost cell, in the darkest part of the, of the prison, in shackles, pray, and they sing hymns to God. And Scripture tells us that about midnight there was a great earthquake and the foundation shook, the doors of the cells were opened, and the shackles fell from their feet and from the feet of the other prisoners as well. Now imagine, this is before any kind of uh, 
really good artificial lighting, it was probably pitch black in there. And so the, the, the uh, earthquake and all that commotion wake up the jailer who realizes all of a sudden in the darkness that these, all these doors are open and they must have all escaped. And he will face severe punishment, so severe, in fact, that he contemplates taking his own life. But Paul says, do not harm yourself. We are all here. And the jailer's heart is changed. The jailer takes them out and says, what must I do to receive God? And it's very simple. They say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, be baptized, and you will receive eternal salvation. And so the jailer changes from someone who treated them with violence and contempt to someone who washed their wounds, who took them to his home and fed them, where they opened the truth of of God and of Jesus Christ to the jailer's entire family. And scripture tells us they were baptized without delay and they rejoiced because they had become part of the body of Christ, the church. And so, again, this jailer, this person who would seem normally outside of the pale, someone who did harm to the servants of God, is welcomed into God's household. And what is it that John tells us from the reading in Revelation? What Jesus says through John is that it is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. The spirit and the bride, the bride is the church, say, come. Let everyone who hears, come. Let everyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift. So all are welcome. All are called to come. All are called to partake of this sacrament where, wherein we throw off the old and raise up the new, where we die to sin and rise to newness of life, where we cease to become lost and uh, totally wrapped up in ourselves, and we, we are found by the Good Shepherd. We become part of his flock, part of his family, brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, and thereby heirs of eternal life. And so on this day of this Sunday after the Ascension, we have this great prayer, again, of Jesus Christ asking the Father to give us unity. Now, we know we have not, we've sort of dropped the ball on that, throughout the history of the church, but there are many people who have been striving for many, many years to work for Christian unity and unity throughout the faiths because there is one God. And so we come to this sacrament of baptism today with this prayer of Jesus in mind that we all may be one as he and the Father are one, that we can all come together, that we can do our part as baptized members of Christ's body, the church, to go into the world and to heal where we find wounds, where we, like the jailer, can have our hearts turned and our hearts softened and clean the wounds of those whom we may have hurt and feed those who are hungry and be able to receive the word of God and the gift of the sacrament of baptism. So this 
sets the stage for the coming week in which we will celebrate the Feast of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. We heard a bit of that that foreshadowing in the collect, uh, the opening prayer today. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit. So we put on this armor of faith through the waters of baptism. We prepare to receive the Holy Spirit and serve God in his kingdom on earth and eventually in his time in his kingdom in heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.